Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. We have a special treat for you guys this morning. How many of you uh, have been a part or have ever been to our Wednesday night Bible study? Yes. Awesome. We have an amazing time down here. Unfortunately, I'm usually in here uh, rehearsing, so I don't get the opportunity to go down there very often. Um, but many of you know, if you've been there, that Daniel Lett is our leader there in the Bible study. And I want you guys to give a warm welcome because he is here to speak to us and to bring the Word of God and to bring the fire from heaven down here. And God has got an amazing Word. Thank you so much, Amen, Daniel. amen. God bless you. Well, good morning, Faith. And I tell you what, we have uh, a, 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 a wonderful atmosphere and environment here to, to worship the Lord. And, and I tell you what, I, I'm just so excited about being part of the faith family, uh, faith assembly family, and, and under the leadership of Pastor, Pastor Steve and Pastor Lisa. Uh, I love being in a place where I'm challenged. Challenged and challenged to grow challenge to be my best, because the, the typical thing we want to do is kind of just sit on the, on the sidelines most times. You know, most, most personalities are not in the game personalities. You'll kind of just sit on the sidelines and just kind of enjoy a little bit. And, you know, when we left our other church and uh, a previous church and we came here, we was just going to kind of hang out, just kind of chill a little bit. But I tell you what, Pastor Steve, he makes people better. Amen. Yeah, he does. He does. And uh, uh, from the moment he asked me uh, over about almost two years ago uh, to uh, host Bible study, I said, I tell you what, this is amazing. How does he know what? what <laughs> but he's a praying man, right? And he knows I desire, my desire, I love to just make people better myself. I like if I have information about something that I can share with you to make you better, I give it to you free of charge. Somebody say Amen. That's right. That's right. Right. Some people charge for it. I don't. I, mean, I got it free. I give it to you free. Right. Once it can make your life better. I love see, seeing people function and function much better than they were when I met them. You know, make their lives better. I think. And so we connect that way. Pastor Steve is an awesome man of God. And I'm, I'm not hyping him up or anything like that. Pastor Steve, if you're watching, I love you, man. I appreciate the challenge that you, you, you put in my life and how you caused my family to grow. My family is even better because of where we are. And so today I'm honored. I'll try my best. Somebody praying for me? All right. Try my best to make sure I, I communicate to you what the Lord put on my heart in regards to uh, uh, the topic that we're going to talk about today. To start, we're going to talk about uh, a, a little topic called bent but not broken. You know, life happens to all of us. Yes. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah, life happens to all of us. And, you know, it, 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 is, it is tough. Sometimes some of us go through, we go through things that unimaginable. How did you survive going through that? You know, and, and it's pretty rough. And some things we put ourselves into. We tried things, literally, del deliberately tried things that we really weren't supposed to be trying. Weren't, no, you know, we, we see what drugs would do. We see what alcoholism would do. We see what picking up a cigarette and smoking, even though it's legal, we see what that type of stuff, we see what certain type of addictions would do, but we sometimes voluntarily get involved with stuff. We expose ourselves to things, right? And then we have to deal with the consequences of it. Somebody say amen. That's true. We have to deal with the consequences. But life could be rough sometimes. Life could be a little, little hard. 
But I'm so glad that, that, that uh, we serve a God that gives us so many second chances. Not just one second chance, but so many second chances. And so today, as we look at bent but not broken, uh, there is a concept of brokenness that we ought to really embrace. The psalmist, uh, 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 Psalm, psalmist uh, Psalm, uh, uh, David, he, one of the things he said when he was approached for his wrongdoing, his, his deliberate act of, he was, he was off. He just took somebody else's wife and went and got a, uh, you know, did his thing and it was just off, right? And his buddy came up to him, Nathan came up to him and said, uh, you know, give him a little illustration. And at the, after that conversation, his heart was soft enough that it led him to write Psalm 51. And in Psalm 51, he was broken and he expressed, you know, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He said, look, sacrifices and all that stuff you do, you do desire, but what you desire more is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He said, you would not despise. And I think there's a, there's a position for brokenness, and that is when we do wrong, we are quick. Somebody say quick. Somebody say quick again. Yeah, and that's a little bit better. We're quick to apologize. We're quick to say, to be sorry. Sorry, you know, uh, uh, for, for the wrong that we've done. Now, we don't wallow in that because the Bible tells us, listen, even though we, we, are, we are fragile, we, we would do wrong. There are times that we would go off. We would go off, that's, that's, that's human. But we ought to come back quickly. He said, if you confess your sins before God, watch this, he is faithful and just to forgive you of some of your sins. No, somebody been in the word. That's right. All of your sins and to cleanse you from a couple of right, uh, unrighteousness. No, he said all unrighteousness, right? That's a good thing to know, right? And so when we come to God, when we have situations that would cause us literally feel embarrassed and ashamed. Watch this, we're broken, we come to God, we repent, God forgive me, and we start again. For he's ever making intercession for us. Jesus our Lord, amen? And so, that is a position of brokenness that we ought to embrace, right? Brokenness where that would leave us dysfunctional though, is not a position we ought to embrace. Okay, so I hear you kind of quiet on me on that one. Yeah. The brokenness that would leave us dysfunctional is a brokenness that we ought not to embrace. It should never be part of our, 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 our makeup or our, our vocabulary, that we are so broken that we, are, we can't be used by God. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 5. See, God has a goal. Jesus Christ has a goal. Ephesians chapter 5. And again, this would sound like it's about husband and wives, but I think a husband and wife representation is the only representation in the earth that we have to resemble our relationship with Christ and the church. There's no other relationship given in, in literally in, in terms of, in, 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 in the form of an illustration uh, that represents the, the, the relationship between Christ and the church that has with us than a marriage. So he says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27, and then down to 32, he says, Husband, love your wives. Let me get my little specs here. Because even though these letters are kind of big, my eyes are telling on me. <laughs> he said, Husband, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it to cleanse her and washing her with the water of the word. Watch this. To present to himself a radiant church. That's the goal, Right? To present him to himself a radiant, some uh, a version says a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any blemish, watch this, but holy and blameless. Now, 
how can that be if we're broken? Let's, let's kind of look at that. How can he present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle when we feel broken? That's not so. For he came to mend the brokenhearted, not to leave us in a state of brokenness, right? Because in a state of brokenness, you don't have confidence. You lack confidence. You don't feel like you can be used by God. You've been through so much in life. Listen, you don't even think it. You, you're ready to hang that, your hat. Hang it up. Look, you're so gifted. You're so talented. Listen, till you breathe your last breath, you can be used by God. That's a good place to shout amen. Till you breathe your last breath, you, 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 you can be used by God. God wants, he takes pleasure in using earthen vessels. The Bible says in Revelation 4, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive all glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things. Somebody say, all things. And he says, for thy pleasure they are and were created. He created us to please him. The thief on the cross, you think he wasn't pleasing to God when he said, listen, remember me. That ultimately, I'm going to present to myself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Now, that takes some work. But guess what? That's okay because Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. When sin left a crimson stain, watch this, he washed as white as snow. So, we don't have to worry about it. Now, we do have an obligation. We do have a responsibility that doesn't leave us uh, 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 without responsibility. We, we do have a part to play because he wants us to voluntarily, somebody say voluntarily, commit ourselves. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That is not your neighbor's responsibility. That is not somebody else's responsibility. Say, that's your responsibility. That's right. That's our responsibility. Present our bodies to be used by God. Why is that important? Because he takes pleasure in using earthen vessels. And so, we are uh, again, he, the ultimate goal is that he would present him, him to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Uh, we are a church that's very privileged. Somebody say amen. Privileged in the, in, the, in the sense of week after week, either Pastor Steve or Pastor Lisa or whoever he has to minister to us, watch this, they deliver a word. A word that wouldn't just tickle our ears. I don't know about you, but I sit there sometimes, I'm, I'm in amazement. I'm, I'm just like, wow, can he come with anything else? And he's coming with fresh word every single time. Word that would change us, make our lives better. Make our lives better, right? A word that is, will provoke self-examination and enhance our commitment and devotion to the Lord. A word that would ultimately help us become more functional as, we, as in our Christian walk, right? There's one problem, though, that we do have an, a real live enemy, an enemy that does not want that word to take root. So I can tell you this, that many times, if you don't go back and rehearse that word that was spoken to us, watch this, you will forget. You forget the application of it, and therefore what, what happens? It becomes useless. Now, the word is still powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Watch this, still piercing and cutting and doing what it's supposed to do. But if we don't put that word into practice, watch this, useless. It's frustrating to have the tools in your hand that won't work. Why wouldn't it work? Because we got a part to play. Somebody ought to say amen. We have a part to play. And the enemy's job is to, to, to watch this. The Bible, Jesus said us this way, when the word is sown, watch this, immediately the enemy comes and snatches it away. 
snatches it away with distractions. Watch this. We have been in a season of distractions. On all levels, seasons of distractions, from marriages going a haywire. Listen, you just open your ears wide enough, you'll hear the distractions. Listen to the news long enough, you'll see the distractions. We have been in a season of distractions. Distractions so much that you can't even focus on reading your Bible. You're wondering what's going to happen next. Is there a new variant? Whoa. What's happening here? Where can I hide from the presence of that stuff? Right? And a season of distraction. The enemy's job is to steal that away, steal that word, steal it away. Because when he steals it from us, what happens is, is he, he causes it to be out of the right environment. Right? The word is out of the right environment. The word needs to be in our hearts and take root in our hearts that we will grow and produce fruit. Some 60, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. When that word is out of our hearts, listen, it sits on a, on a hard surface. And when the seed sits on hard surface, it's not going to grow. It needs to be in the ground. It needs to be fertilized. It needs to be, you know, how we guard ourselves against that. Here's what Joshua said. The Lord said to Joshua, he said in Joshua 1 and 8, it says, <clears throat> Keep the, this book of the law always on your lips. He says, meditate on it day and night. How often? Day and night. That sounds like always to me, right? So that you be careful, watch this, to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That sounds like fruitfulness to me. The psalmist said in Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The, the statutes of the, of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are, are right, uh, giving uh, joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving uh, light to the eyes. Just what we are looking for. We need uh, illumination. We need clarity. The law of the Lord is that. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and, 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 and are all righteous altogether. It says, they are more precious than gold. Listen, than much fine or pure gold. They are sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. I'm not sure if you ever had honeycomb, but it's sweeter than that honey now. It could got, it can get a little, little something in there. But anyway, a little sweeter than that honey and the honeycomb, right? Try some honeycomb when you get a chance. It's a little, little more costly than the regular honey, but it's good. Anyway. It says, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. And in keeping them there is great reward. So watch this. We ought to be keepers of the word. We ought to not allow the word to, be, to, to, to exit out of our hearts. Hide thy word in our hearts that we would not sin against God. His word is a protected. Word is key, Right? It says, by, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. If we don't keep the word, watch this, there is no way it can produce fruit in our lives. Again, James 1, verse 22 and, uh, to 25 says, it says, do not merely be listeners of, uh, to the word and de to deceive yourselves, but do what it says. If you stop right there, that was good enough. He, he gave us another illustration. He said, anyone who listens to the word and, but does not do it, uh, do what it says. It's, it's like someone looking at, at, his, at himself in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately and does what? Forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently, somebody say intently, 
intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, watch this, and continues in it. Jesus said it this way, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He said, but those who continue in it, not forgetting what he's heard, watch this, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And so, today I have an illustration. Some months ago, I got the call that I was able to go back into the detention center. And I love ministering to young people because I feel like I'm, it makes me feel young, younger. You know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, I leave the beard and everything, but I, I still feel a little young ministering to the young people, you know. And, and one of the things, that, the challenge is that to keep their attention. They said they, they, their attention span is really, is really short. And so I find myself doing things to keep their attention, just like looking them in the eyes and, and, and getting down with them a little bit. So I love that. I love that. I've been, I haven't been able to go for about a year and a half because of the uh, pandemic. And, uh, and, and, and so I got the call that I'm, I was able to go back. Immediately I thought about, now, uh, we need, uh, what would I share with them? And what would I illustrate to them? Because I believe, listen, Jesus did it, and I believe it's really important, is that illustrations really drive the point home. And so I thought about uh, my, 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 my hose had just started acting up a little bit. It's my little connector for my hose. And it started acting up a little bit and it's getting a little, uh, uh, getting a little holes in it and cracks and everything, worn out, kind of like how life does us sometimes. Kind of like how life kind of poses on us, you know, after we've been, been, been around for a while, all of a sudden things start acting up and start, you know, to take a little more effort to maintain and things like that. Uh, if you value certain things, you won't, you won't get rid of them. You'll try to work with them to, to make it still functional. Am I making sense? And so my little hose here, I said, I'm going to minister to them and I'm going to share with them that this hose been through some stuff. This, this hose uh, uh, voluntarily or involuntarily been through things that, you know, it got bends and kinks and, 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 and uh, I, you know, I kept this hose for long and I tried to work this thing where I put some duct tape. Somebody said duct tape. Anybody know about duct tape? Yeah, yeah, you're from the South. You know about some duct tape. <laughs> yes, sir. Duct tape, miraculous duct tape. <laughs> But the duct tape is only strong and will only do for, but, 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 but for so long. Sometimes we need, need a little something a little better, a little newer. Well, that, that leads to my point. Now, with these kinks and, and, and all this, this, this hose cannot function at its maximum, maximum, maximum potential, right? The potential that this hose has initially when in its new state, watch this, is inhibited by the kinks and the cracks and the worn out and things like that. Life, emotionally, you drain. Financially, you don't know where your next move, where your next thing, uh, how you're gonna pay your bills. You have issues in life, issues you can't even tell anybody. You can't talk about them, but guess what? You're not alone. We all got hoses just like this. That need fixing up, need fixing up. Yeah, you're not alone. Don't feel, that, listen, no temptation is taking you, but such as is common to man. Common to man. Listen, we all go through the same thing. Doesn't matter what color we are. Doesn't say, well, I only do this kind of people, this kind of thing. Happens to all of us. Puts things in perspective, right? And as we really need each other, we really all, listen, when it comes down to it, we're all the same. And we need a Savior. We need a God that would help us. We need a true, we need an intervention. 
right? We all crying for an intervention. God, keep us from this. We don't even know where the enemy is coming from, what's happening, but we know we need functionality. Nobody wakes up in the morning and say, I'm going to make, go out and, and I ain't going to be functioning right today. I'm going to just go malfunction. That, that won't be a good plan. That won't be a good plan. It won't work well either, right? You get up to, and today you get ready for, we got, we got our little time together. We get, to, you get the little energy going. You get the songs going. You get the boosters. You get ready to go. Watch this. And we are, we are excited. We are in the house of God, and we are ready to go. Listen, and, but sometimes, again, things start malfunctioning. What do we do? Well, I like what the Bible tells us in, 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 in how we ought to approach this. And it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creation. Does that mean that you feel a certain, feel better about yourself? That doesn't have nothing to do with the feeling. That's a reality that happens immediately. Any man being Christ is a new creation. All things are passed away. Now, this is good because I try to patch this thing up. I try to work with it. Try to get the thing going here. I got my, my duct tape just in case another leak pops up somewhere. I'm, I'm ready to go. I got a whole roll just in case. After a while, after a while, watch this. You, you'll see the whole thing that's wrapped up with all duct. It looks like a, not a green hose, but a duct tape hose, right? <laughs> and I work with it the best I can. But in my human efforts, all that I can do, sometimes I can fall short, and so can you. But what we need to do, any man be in Christ, we turn it over to the Lord. Excuse my little mess up here, but, right? He's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us. In other words, where there was, a, uh, there was debt owed, he paid the price. And he brings it back to zero. When you're reconciling the books, what do you do? You bring them back to zero. Everything has to be accounted for. Well, the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. We deserved to die. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so when we are struggling and when we have hang-ups and when we have disappointments, when we have malfunctions, watch this, we don't throw ourselves away. Watch this, we, we, we come into the reality that Jesus made it right. Jesus made it right, and watch this, he's reconciled us to God, and, and, he, and, 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 and he brought things back to where it's supposed to be. He gives us a new start. Yeah, that's a good place to shout. He gives us a new start because the ultimate goal is that he would present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, one that would function right. We can't go. That's why flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God because we're fragile. On our best days, we're fragile. I'll tell you what, you know. And so, and so he gives us a new thing. And the Bible tells us this, that he has reconciled us to God by Jesus Christ and he's given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So watch this. We now replicate rep- uh, reconciliation in this world. Paul said, I beseech you, uh, I, 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 I beg you now, be reconciled to God. He said this, that he's given us to us the ministry of reconciliation that, would, that would, God, God was in Christ restoring the world to himself. And he's not only given us the ministry of reconciliation, he's given us the word of reconciliation. So we don't have that something to do as a church. We have something that we can say. You know, you say, I don't know what to say. You do have something to say. Come on. 
And so when we are faced with things in our lives and, 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 and we are torn and we are washed up, feel like we are not useless, remember he makes all things new. Ain't that good news? He makes all things new. So this hose, this new baby right here, is, is now functional again. I've tried my old thing. I've did my thing there for a while. I tried, the, the, uh, uh, tried my way, but I turned it over to Jesus, and he did what? He made it new. He made it right. And that's the good news that I want to share with you today, that he would make it right. When you feel overwhelmed, I remember what the psalmist says in Psalm uh, 61. He said, when you feel overwhelmed, he says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry out to thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, he said what? Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When you feel forsaken, you remember what the psalmist says. I was once young and now I'm old, yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. When you're full of fear, you feel like you overcome it with fear. You know, I mean, you, you've been doing a great job hiding the fear, but every so often it leaks out. You know what I'm saying? Every so often people realize you, you're fearful. Listen to how you talk. You're, you're full of fear. You're not a man of faith. Oh, man, what's happening with you? When, when you feel fearful, what, you got to remind yourself, like, like the psalmist did. He says this, the Lord is my light in Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I like how the Apostle Paul puts it when he sums it up in Romans chapter, chapter 8. And he says, what then shall we say in response to all these things? When you're overwhelmed, when you're fearful, when you've got things happening, reality is hitting and you develop things and things are not working right in your life. Family is broken. Family is falling apart. Things are just kind of going haywire. What do you do? What do you do? You feel separated. You feel isolated. You feel overcome. You feel like, man, this is what, what you know, I pray and I feel like there's no answer to my prayers. What do you do? That's a good question. He says, what shall we say to, in response to all these things? He says, if God is for us, who can be a, against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, uh, so graciously give us all things? Who will bring a charge against those who God has chosen? For it is Jesus, God himself, who justifies. Who then is he who would con condemn? No one, that's the answer, Christ who died, died uh, uh, for us, uh, and more than that, that he, he was raised to life and is at the right hand of God interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No way in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, watch this, neither angels or demons, that's a good place to shout, because demons are fallen angels. Neither angels or demons, I don't care what their assignment is, it's not going to work, not on me. Because he said to Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in thee. In the world, you're a good class. That's good. 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor, 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 nor neither present nor future, doesn't matter what's going to show up, what comes, or any powers, neither any height or depth. Watch this. Anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He said in Jeremiah 29 11, he said, For I know the plans I have for you. You can trust me. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Watch this. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I know it might feel rough. Look, getting things from old to new feels rough. It's a process. You go through withdrawals when you've been on smoking cigarettes for a while. If you don't know, somebody might know to be able to tell you. You do go through withdrawals. You go through withdrawals when you've been used to eating a certain way and now you have to stop eating because it, it, it's a threat to your health. You go through withdrawals. You shake. You, lose, you, you act funny. People, you, you cranky. It's different. It's, you got to, because your body's now getting back used to, watch this, functioning the right way again. You go into the military, watch this, you got to go through basic training. Training to break patterns that you used to, to implement patterns and introduce you to patterns that you're now going to be functioning under. It takes a, it's a process. So watch this. You ought to be patient and, with yourself. It's a process. You don't be so hard on yourself, not to the sense that uh, you're going to walk away from God because this is too, too hard of a, of a thing. Watch this. No, it's not. It's a process. So you're patient with yourself. And God is patient with you. He said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Ephesians 2, 10, it says this, because you are the handiwork, <clears throat> God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. What God has prepared, prepared, watch this, watch this, in advance for us to do. You and I didn't get saved just to sit on a, on a, on a log and just look good, look pretty. And we didn't get saved and, and automatically just raptured up to heaven. It didn't, it didn't just happen like that. We got saved for a purpose, right? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 tells us, watch this, to make known to all angels and principalities in the heavenly places. We are now functioning in a way, watch this, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I want us to look real quick, if you have your Bibles, I want you kind of just follow me here in, uh, as we come to an end. In, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, and I have it ready for you, starting at, at, at verse 1, it says, as for you in the past, you in the past you were dead in your sins, in your transgressions and sins, in which you were used to live when, <clears throat> excuse me, you followed the ways of this world, and watch this, this is again trans, translation from the old to the new, right? And I'm going to try to read it with vigor so that we can try to get some understanding here and kind of get excited, Amen. I know you're already excited, but a little more excited. No, nah, that was a good place to kind of make me feel some confidence that you're already excited. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. Dead in your transgressions and sins, watch this, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the, the kingdom of the air, the spirit that's now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one point in time, watch this, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and, thought, and, 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 and thoughts. It says, let's, watch, watch this, it says, lest, uh, 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 like the rest, excuse me, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but God, yep, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, 
hath made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in the transgressions. It says, by grace you have been saved. And God has raised us up with Christ, make us seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realm. Watch this, in order that uh, in the coming ages uh, he might show his incomparable riches in his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. It says, for by grace have you been saved through faith. It is is, uh, not of yourselves. Thank you, Lord. It is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not by works, lest anyone should boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to, to do good works, which God had prepared in advance for us to do. It says, therefore, remember this, that formerly you were Gentiles by birth, called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done uh, in the body by human hands. Watch this. It says, remember that at one time you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship of Israel and, and foreigners uh, to the covenants of promise, without hope uh, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have become uh, and been brought near to the, uh, by the blood of Christ. It says, for he himself is our peace. The thing that we're looking for He himself is our peace, who has made the two groups, that's the Jews and the Gentiles, watch this, one and has destroyed a barrier. He has destroyed the barrier. Whatever can separate us, we are now one. Now, we're never one in the flesh. I don't care how much you put Randy and I put standing together, we ain't going to look like one. Now, we could put have on the same clothes if we want and make, I could try, we can try, we can make some some attempt. We will never be one in the flesh. There's one relationship in the flesh that he says, and the reason that we, he said that, 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 that is there's one flesh, that a man and his wife become one flesh, is because that's the representation of Christ in the church. Right? Making us one, breaking down, destroying the barrier, and dividing wall of hostility. About verse 12 says, verse 15, I'm sorry, says, by setting aside in his flesh the law with his commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both to God, that's that word reconcile again, through the, uh, 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 the cross, uh, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who were near. It says, through him, both, we both have access to the Father by the Spirit. And as a result, he says this, you who are uh, no longer foreigners but, uh, and strangers, but fellow citizens, now you're no longer foreigners. You're not, you don't, you're not uh, in a place where you're, you're standing on the outside looking in. You're now been adopted as children. You have the privilege of a child. That's good news. You are now in the family. You have access to, to, to the Father himself by the Spirit of God. Right? No, uh, but, but fellow citizens and, and, and uh, with God's people and uh, also members of his household, built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together, watch this, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And so when you and I feel that life has done, done us wrong, and we are beat up and torn up and set apart. And listen, people listening or right now watching online feel that way. 
You, you just, you know, feel so excluded. You feel like, listen, this is just, life has just done me so wrong. And I, I, I don't even know how God could even, I'm, you know, wake up on a Sunday morning drunk. Wake up on a Sunday morning high. Hoping that they won't detect something about you differently when you go to work. Because you're trying to cover and trying to get rid of, you're trying to patch the things. You're trying, you're trying to patchwork. That's human effort. We try to patchwork. And the patchwork works for a little while. But when the pressures of life come, when the pressures hits this, this hose again, what happens? Starts to leak again. Starts to leak again. It's like the roads that we work, we, we drive on. Some roads that if they don't, they don't fix those roads correctly, what happens? They patch the, 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 these little holes, and when the pressure comes, and the rain, and the flood, and they watch that, and the floods and the rains, they come. The pressures of life are going to come. And you and I, we need something sustainable to help us in those times. And this is where we give it all to Jesus. A little song that says, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. It is your job. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yield it and still. I don't, I don't question the, the, the potter. I don't question him. No. Now, I can if I wanted to, but he'll put me in my place. I don't question him. The potter has the right to make into the clay whatever he wants to make it to. God has put burdens on your heart. He's put desires in you, and that, those desires are for him. He knows what he's doing. It's a reason why you don't think the way I do. It's a reason why you don't function the way I do. But you have a position to play. You have a part to play in the body of Christ. You're part of the body of Christ. Just in case you didn't know that, watch this. He took the old and he gave you something new. He got rid of the old and he gave you something new. Now stop fighting against that. Embrace it as a reality. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now, I know you look the same in the mirror. I know the consequences of some of the things you've been involved in. Watch this. You're still, they're still showing up. You still get jitters. You try to control them and try to hide them as much as you can, but they still, still get jitters every now and then. And sometimes, watch this, people can see you jittering. You're hoping you can hide it. The reality is this. We all have jitters. We all try to hide them, man. But when he, here's what we, the comfort that we have is he make all things new. And if he does it and he's done it, it's done. He does, he's not what, what, what you call them Indian givers? Giving you take back? No. <clears throat> it's done. If he makes all things new, all things are new. And you walk in the newness of life. You live in the newness of life. Watch this. Doesn't matter what, what happens. What can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Nothing. He can name a few. There's a few things. Listen, sickness and diseases and things like that would come and not be able to separate us. What's the worst thing that can happen to us? Well, we, we die. Well, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I know we love this life. Guess what? But he is going to present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. That's the ultimate goal. And that he's going to do that regardless. 
So our jobs here is to do what? Embrace that as we stand this morning. And I think I'm talking to the right group. I want to encourage us as we stand to embrace that reality. Ephesians 5 tells us, verse 15 to 19, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but making the most of every opportunity. Things can get in our way to get us to not take advantage of opportunities that come our way. Opportunity to share the gospel, opportunity to, to, to pray more, opportunity to be more faithful and devoted to the things of God. Making the most of every opportunity because he said the days are evil. Therefore, be not, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine. Don't be intoxicated. Don't be distracted by the, the hoopla around us. Don't be distracted. Come on, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. It says, do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. But instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and songs in the Spirit. Watch this. Singing and making music in our hearts to the Lord. We have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. And if you're in the house this morning, you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Now, that is the foundation. Christ himself is the cornerstone. We sang it earlier. Christ is the cornerstone. He is the foundation on which we stand. Everything else is built upon the solid rock. He is our solid rock. He said, upon this, this rock I will build my church. And the rock is the revelation of who Jesus is. If you don't know Jesus Christ, it has not been revealed to you. Listen, flesh and blood will not do that. But now is this, the environment and the, the time, even if you're watching online, to accept Jesus Christ. He said, if I, in the day that you hear my voice knocking, my, me calling and knocking at the door, don't harden your hearts. Today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is the time. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.